Bigfoot, Robert? I'm a fan. About aliens. Also, uh, depending on how deep they're probing and for what purposes, usually support that shit. How do you feel about conspiracy theories? I'm a little iffier on that. Because we might have one today. Oh, yeah? We might. Really? Possibly. Exciting. No one really knows. I don't know. Christopher, how do you feel about it? I feel like since you're talking about it, that it is one. And we're going to do it. You might be right. I am. All right, there you go. <laughs> I just wanted to do a creepy intro. Well, was that creepy? <laughs> it wasn't. Oh my actually, God, how do you define creepy? It, it wasn't really creepy That was at all. slightly like inscrutable. I'll bit. give you that. Smidgen. And I, I, I got to say, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like fucking sink your battleship. This is more of a mystery than a conspiracy, oh. but there are hints of conspiracy in here, okay. but this isn't like, you know, the moon landing, which totally really did happen in the real world and everyone's got to learn to deal with it or well, other be- things. Before we talk about the alleged moon, or as I call it, the fake moon, before, wow. before we go there, let's just say that you and I yes. last weekend had a phenomenal time at we Mysticon did. 2019. It was a fucking punch drunk ball nine hours straight of mystical mayhem we met a lot of cool motherfuckers yeah we, we got some all fucking day we got some interviews coming up uh for the for our patreon series over at patreon.com slash podcast we got what three interviews done i think or two we got two well, two but technically you yeah. condensed an interview i i accidentally i accidentally condensed Mark an interview. absolutely yeah. invited two people over that i was fully intending to fucking interview separately but you know what? It actually made it more fun. Yeah, and so I, well I was like, yeah, let's do it all together. It's fine. It's no Just come deal. here. Come here. You yeah, so, um, disparate flocks. Shout outs to Renee who put the uh, the con on. It was super cool over to have us. We were uh, you know, happy to be there. We, as we mentioned, it a great time. Oh, yeah, dude, it was great. I had so, so much fun. Not only was it in the mall that we've all talked about, and it's like the whole thing, like, sure. you know, we fucking love the mall or whatever, um, but there was singing pirates. There were. There was dancing witches. Absolutely. It was Santa Claus Day. It truly and was. And there was a fucking kickboxing tournament. Which I called a review at one point. Yeah, yeah, you called it the yeah. Robert referred to it as the kickboxing review, I, and I, I was kind of thought it was <laughs> I didn't like know where to go with that. An advanced, slightly more violent dance recital. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, but it was an awesome time. It was so cool. We got yeah. to see um, the mall has never been cooler than that fucking day. We got to see Matt uh, and Mary from Unearthly Upstate, which is super cool. Oh, they it was came so by our awesome. table. Yeah, absolutely. And they were talking with us. It was awesome. Thank you both so much for stopping by. Bunch of people, bunch a couple of the listeners stopped by too. We got a bunch of new listeners. So, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, made friends, got some good interviews. It really was a trip. And also, too, before we get started, one quick pod story for me, because this was a personal moment of mine, that I got to run into Frank number 5 from one of my favorite podcasts, Tell Him Steve Dave. And for those of you out there, you fellow ants, you fellow TESD people out there, uh, yeah, Frank Five showed up out of nowhere and, and I was blown the fuck away. Tiny little hometown yeah. mall. And you walk in with him. I thought it was a work buddy of yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look, it's Frank number five. And Rob's <laughs> like, who the fuck is Frank number five? I'm like, it's Frank Five from Tell Him Steve Dave. Yeah, it was awesome to, to see Frank there. It was super cool. So, and actually, I, we gave him a bunch of pod stuff. We're like, oh, you should check it out. So, hopefully, Frank Five, if you're listening, thank you. And if Indeed. not, maybe you'll listen in the future. You never know. And that was our rambling long intro. That really was. I am Mark Storrs, and with me as always is. Crap. And. Rob Morphy. We have a special guest joining us for this episode. Special guest, please introduce yourself to our good listeners. Hello, good listeners. I am Rob's niece, Peyton. Peyton, May- welcome You to may the have pod. heard me on the Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. The Closet Monsters. That's Peyton, me. Peyton made an appearance on the Closet yep. Monsters. Yes. Yeah, so we're, we, you but are for non-patrons, I believe yes. this is... You are the first official like non-guest, like, I guess, on a regular podcast. It is an so. honor. Yeah. This oh, is the thanks. first time that it's not an evil science and magic buddy. Mm-hmm. We have expanded the circle 
from my favorite niece in the whole wide world. Thank you so very much for joining us, Peyton. You're welcome. So this <laughs> week, like I said, this this could possibly be going to conspiracy. We could be talking about big feet. We could be talking about aliens. There's, There's all a sorts lot. of shit going on. I can't pronounce this word. We're going to try it. All right. Dyatlov. You did it. The Dyatlov incident. It is indeed. It's not Delatov. As you said all day. Are you sure it's not Delatov? It could be the Delatov incident. Christopher Dyatlov Delatov. Well, how's it spelled? Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, phonetically, I would say Dyatlov. Dyatlov. All right, fine. So it's not Delatov because there's no L in the beginning like that. It's just not spelled like that. Yeah, fine. That's, it's also not like the Mississippi incursion. Okay. It's also not many other words that it doesn't spell. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to go with Dyatlov because apparently Delatov will not fly with this group. No. no. Fine. Yeah, you're, First and foremost. Yeah, it's a completely different word. <laughs> <laughs> I have a certain way of talking and reading, okay? is how I yeah, live. Yeah, you say words that aren't real. Mm, that's uh, why Uncle Rob reads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I fuck up plenty, too, though. <laughs> yeah, but Good I really know. He makes no mistakes in my eyes. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> See, the reverence of a niece. That's you so must nice. love it. You're the best. High five. What? Oh, first pod high five. It really is. All right. Well, we don't high five nearly enough. No, we should no. high five more. But it's loud in the mics and stuff like that. And you know, we're we'll, not, we'll try to keep it to a minimum. We're gonna knock over. <laughs> we're gonna like knock over beers and shit. So, all right. So let's get started with one of the most bizarre, not to mention flat out terrifying mysteries of the modern age, concerns the enigmatic deaths of nine young yet experienced Russian mountaineers whose cross-country skiing trip ended in a tragedy so ghastly and perplexing that it has mystified experts for over six decades. Indubidilly. Wow. First try. Who got it? You did. I did. You nailed it. Dyatlov. Oh, my God. You stuck that landing so fucking hard. Fucking God. You're I, a Romanian I better get... gymnast of the 70s. I do you are the... a master of wow. your craft. I have a body... Of a svelte Romanian gymnast. That I do not, but I got 9.5. Nadia Comaneci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert. Kick and it here's off. the good thing. Pay, I don't think you've ever heard of this. I have not. So we've got a full, fresh newbie. So it's going to be fun to get all, right. all sorts of feedback. Cool. Excursions into nature can be serene for some and exhilarating for others. But for an unfortunate few, these sojourns into the untouched wilds of our world can end in tragedy. But as catastrophic as some of these expeditions may be, there are a few which result in such unfathomably fear-provoking circumstances that they become the stuff of legend. Such is the destiny that befell nine ill-fated skiing enthusiasts in the late 1950s. Unlike so many of the most intriguing mysteries of the 20th century, including the whereabouts of the missing Anjakuni villagers or the fate of the crew of the Orang Medan, two things that we covered, what makes the Dyatlov Pass incident so fascinating is that there is absolutely no doubt that these events actually occurred, and dreadfully little doubt that the last sensations experienced by these poor souls were induced by a desperate need to survive and fueled by abject terror. We're dealing with terror. terror. Abject. Abject. The proof of this tragedy exists not only in the plethora of photographs that have been preserved, but also in the extensive records, many of which are still classified, of the former Soviet military who investigated the odd case and were manifestly unable to reach any definitive conclusions despite an overwhelming amount of physical evidence. Talking 1950s Russia. Old school. Old school Russia. Like mm. mid-thick of the cold This is war. the shit we were taught to fear. Oh yeah, yeah, and you—I mean, you guys lived it. I wasn't around. I mean, I was well, well, not really, but I you mean, guys you were, were born like, in '80. You guys were like doing drills and shit in school for the Cold War, right? Well, when I was a kid, I actually uh, went to a, a parochial school, as as Chris did, though it was a different one. 
and we had nuclear uh, fire drills, for lack of a better term. Yeah, we and had so to we had to go to the hallways, yeah. crouch down, yeah. put our heads between our legs, and line up against the walls as if somehow, I don't know, your ass is safer from radiation like a wombat. It is. Yeah, apparently. It just, yeah, your asses so filter the heat. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and then when, when your schoolmates are eviscerated next to you, you won't see it coming. So you're like, I'm fine, and then we <laughs> just killed. I, th- I suppose the only hope was that if it was like, say, dropped far enough away, the walls might prevent you from getting other shit collapsing on you. Yeah, he's going to probably die. Yeah, no, it sucks. But whatever. It was a fucking nightmare. All right, well, fucking, But it did you give know us what? Rocky Four and White Knights with Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines. Rest in peace. There, oh, so, R.I.P. Yeah. Gregory Hines. No doubt. But this is the late 50s. On January 25th, 1959... One ski instructor, three engineers, and seven students from the former Soviet Union's Earl Polytechnic Institute. Not sure what that is. It sounds fucking bossy. Polytechnics? Multiple technologies. Multiple technics. I guess. Located in the city then known as Sverdlovsk, boarded a train and embarked on a journey to the nearby Ortoten mountain range, which is nestled in the northern Earls for a strenuous cross-country skiing expedition. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. I'm just tired reading it. Yeah, yeah no. that's like you're going imagine. trains and shit, and then you're gonna go skiing. And then they cross like, country, right on horseback. It's a it's an cross country's not. Have you ever been cross country skiing? Yeah, it's, it's not, not skiing. It's you not, have to, no, it's, you're it's power it's walking. walking. You're yeah. powering the on snow. Skis. It sucks. It was fun. It was not. Yeah, no, it, no, it's not fun. No, you've Jim, done both, right, Peg? Yeah, you're yeah. pretty. Downhill is much better. Yeah, downhill fucking rules. you just I would. Yeah, I'd take the three concussions I got downhill skiing over one hour of cross country. Cross country. Well, gravity. God bless it. Is your ally completely in that yeah, case? Yeah, it is. No. Just get a snow boot. I don't know. Yeah, a snow, get a snow boot. Get a snow get boot. A snow, just one? Just yeah, one. Just one. <laughs> Hop your way to the Earls. Yeah, fuck yeah. The leader of this excursion was an enthusiastic 23-year-old by the name of Igor Dyatlov, the man for whom the notorious pass would eventually be named, who had assembled a crack team of co-ed skiers with the intention that this arduous trip would serve as a training exercise for a future expedition to the more difficult and treacherous Arctic regions. So that is ballsy. They're just going to the Arctic? They're, yeah. they're gonna First off, they're going to go into a godforsaken fuck-all in the Ural Mountains. Right. And and that's just that's their training exercise to I don't know cross country ski Antarctica <laughs> with like polar bears yeah, I and don't shit. Get it? It's it's too much. I'm happy that my friends would not do this to me. Oh Thank no! You. Thank you. No no. Thank you all. Up for the challenge and eager for days of strenuous skiing and nights of revelry with dear friends, the small coterie of comrades could not have imagined that for all but one. They were entering the last days of their young lives. Dun dun dun. Foreshadowing. Mm. As the group of seasoned skiers left the train station and hopped a truck headed toward their very own Alpine in the Earls, as it was called, one of the team members, Yuri Yudin, fell ill, much to his chagrin, and was forced to remain behind at the settlement in Vizhai, which was the last outpost before the Ortoten Range. Scarcely could he have known at the time that he would be the lucky one. Later in life, Yudin would sorrowfully claim that the one thing which had haunted him most over the ensuing years was not being able to discover what kind of diabolical force stole the lives of his buddies, a fate which he would have shared were it not for his unexpected illness. According to Yudin, if I had a chance to ask God just one question, it would be, what really happened to my friends that night? Two days after embarking on their adventure, the nine remaining athletes, including engineers Rustam Slobodam, Grigory 
Krivonyshenko, Nicholas Thibault Brignolel, I think I said that right. You're, you're good. As well as students Yuri Doroshenko, Zinadja Kolmogorova, and Ludmila Dubnina, and ski instructor and guide Alexander Zolotarev all followed Dyatlov toward the first stop in their long and grueling journey, the Goro or Toten Mountain, a place whose name literally means, and I shit you not, don't go there. I mean, that's a big yeah, fucking no. red that's flag. The like, here's the thing. In 1959, they didn't have the benefit of early 80s slasher films. But <laughs> well, yeah, but... We all learned quick. If the old man at the gas station's like, you're all going to die up there, <laughs> you turn that die. fucking van around. Yeah, that's right. And you go party somewhere else. Yeah. You do not go to Camp Crystal Lake or wherever the fuck you were it going. It was Crystal Lake, yeah. You yeah. just don't do it. But when the mountain range means don't go there, literally, like, you, it, it's in your native tongue. You know what it means. If we, if there was a pond that was like, don't come here, we're going to be like, oh, we're fucking not going to don't come here pond. Well, I mean, actually, I guess maybe we would go <laughs> well, there. Literally, I mean, it just literally, might mean don't come here. Don't come here. Yeah. Like, keep yeah. it in your pants, Dick. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, yeah. get spicy. Keep it spicy. Well, I guess that would a little bit of spice. A little bit of spice. A little spice. Yeah. So maybe if if it's called don't, um, don't go here, don't go there. Don't go just there. Just don't. Don't like do it. Red flag number one. Yeah. All right. First red flag of the pod. Fair enough. Let's do it. <laughs> There'll be multiple. All right. Good. The date was January 28th, 1959. The team would never make it to their destination, and none of them would ever be seen alive again. On February 11th, 1959, the Dyatlov ski team was supposed to arrive in Viz High. Among their first orders of business following a hot meal and a stiff drink were to send their loved ones telegrams announcing the success of their mission. Yeah, there's no iPhones or any of that bullshit. Oh, no, that, you that, that makes it all telegrams. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, telegrams. It's not even dubs. like a long-distance like, landline. <laughs> dubs, exactly. Release the Russian dove. <laughs> Is that a thing? The homing pigeon. No, they probably have owls. Yes. Oh, the Russian the owl. Siberian yeah. owl transit. The Russian shows up, and the Russian yeah. owl shows up and gives you the translation oh and my God. shit. Dementors. Do- yeah, that'd be yeah. dope. Now you're just going to Hogwarts. Well. But I do like the I fucking like the Siberian Owl Express. Yeah, that's dope. Fuck the ponies. So they have to actually send straight up fucking telegrams. Yeah. You, I, mean, I'm, I, I won't ask, but someone explain to me how you send a telegram. Morse code, I think. I don't know. Well, how Is do it you ham even radio? do one from it's, the it's middle of nowhere? Of, well, the wires are there. Okay. But they... Clearly, I guess in this very remote area, didn't have phone wires. <sighs> just gross. So it's just a, just a series of beeps and dashes. It's just mm. gross. And you have to say stop after every sentence, which is fucking frustrating. So you're like, hi, Rob. Stop. stop. <laughs> do you know Morse code? Stop. Morse code? Mor- I do not know Morse code. <laughs> no. I just have seen enough Westerns. So when, know we're, how all, when we're all trapped like. in a room and we have to use it, we're fucked. Oh, we're fucked. Yeah, we're just going to be yeah. tapping. Tapping out fucking slave songs. Gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just do Angel of Death. And you'll be okay. When no telegrams were received, most of the team's family members were not overly concerned, realizing that journeys like this rarely end on schedule. But when over a week went by with no word from the skiers, their relatives began to demand that the Earl Polytechnic Institute organize a search and rescue operation, which they did post haste. Well, that's to nice. Their to, they, they came through. They, they have multiple techniques, polytechnics. And they're like, hey, yeah. let's use these techniques to go multiple. find these people. Yes. Yeah. Within right. days, it became clear that the Institute's ground based initiative was unable to produce any results on their own. And that was when both military and civilian authorities got involved in the search. Military planes and helicopters were swiftly dispatched to the area. And it would be on February 25th that the pilot first spotted something curious on the mountainside below. 
The next day, the search party, including fellow Polytechnic, polytechnic student Mikhail Sherevin, made their way up to an abandoned encampment on the eastern slope of a mountain, which at the time was listed only as 1079. The foreboding peak is better known to the indigenous Mansai tribes as Kolat Sakal, which sounds fucking Klingon, and perhaps prophetically is translated from their native tongue as Mountain of the Dead. Dude, you got the Don't Go There oh, Pond, yeah, the fucking no. Mountain of the Dead? What the fuck, man? So I, I think that's officially our second red flag. The fucking, the fucking quarry of severed heads? Like, the what the quarry fuck? quarry of yeah. severed heads. Don't do it. Yes, you don't go there. Again, maybe because they didn't have the, the you know, we grew well, up with, well, they, with Freddy and exactly. Jason. So we know, like, don't fucking, don't we dream. We are a much savvier group, uh, you know. <laughs> because as, of Freddy because, and Jason in Leatherface, basically. We, we learned from Stephen King and Edgar yeah. Allan Poe, if you want to go back. You, you learn from Edgar Allan Poe, don't pork someone else's wife. Don't fucking murder somebody and put them in the fucking floor if you can't fucking have the man enough balls not to hear the heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. When you murder someone in your floor, you have to hear you that gotta heart. Fucking, you got to be cold. Yeah. You can't be all fucking panicky and weird. No, you just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be cool. Don't be a fucking ass about it. It's like, there's the heart. I killed him. I don't care. Cold as life. Nothing. There you go. Cold as life. Needless cold to say, life. <laughs> these poor kids it's were a cool not band. cold as life. <laughs> Is it really? It's, they're an awesome band. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Okay. The would-be rescuers discovered a badly damaged tent and footprints that seemed to belong to the nine skiers radiating out from the devastated structure. Sheravan then described the state of the large canvas tent that the expedition all shared. So all nine were just in this one. All nine, all packed in one tent. Body heat. We discovered that the tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. I don't know if that's a red flag, but that's certainly... Well, when you see a pile of shoes... That's a yeah, bad that's weird. Yeah, because you're, you're in the snow. Yeah. Because what? On Death Mountain, you're what? fucking... Don't come near me pond. You're fucked. Fair enough. Yeah. T- to their shock, the search party members quickly realized that all of the tracks consisted of either bare or sock-clad feet. And in one case, a single shoe. Oh, the old one shoe maneuver. The old one we shoe. all been there. Yeah. We've, we've all been walking with one shoe like, not good. Two sets of prints led down a slope toward a densely forested area, but the tracks were covered by snow roughly 1,500 feet away from the tent. Sheriffin followed the trail and found the remains of a fire beneath a looming ancient pine, and with it, something much more disturbing. Near the long-dead fire were the frozen remains of team members Yuri Doroshenko and Grigory Krivonyshenko. The search party noted with utter bewilderment that even though the men were both shoeless and naked and well within range of the now-ravaged tent, they had evidently made no effort to return to the structure. The investigators also noted that the branches of the old pine had been snapped off to a height of almost 15 feet. Forensic tests later confirmed that traces of skin were found embedded in the bark, indicating that the pair had frantically attempted to climb the tree, snapping off branches until their hands were a mess of pulpy Flesh. Oh. Poppy flash. Mm. The so they're just naked trying to climb a tree. Naked. Like the naked shoeless. Shoeless. Yeah, that's just. If you're naked but you got your shoes, you're okay. So well, they... isn't that implied with nakedness? No, you can be naked shoeless? and still yeah, have you're shoes. Right. You're right. Yeah. Come right. on. Yeah, your feet get cold. Yeah, but you're like, I'm a free spirit. Fuck <laughs> it. I'm a Russian yeah. fucking True. expedition from the Polytechnic I'm Institute of Don't Come Your Mountain. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Don't Fair. look at me, Pond. <laughs> yeah, the Corey of nine separate heads. Yeah, exactly. So their hands just 
They're tore just, up. Tore they're up. gross. Tore yeah, up from climbing just, trees. Climbing Ugh. trees. Nasty. Fucking trees. This is why. I love trees, though. No one's blaming the tree. I know. Tree. I mean, I'm Listen, not saying the tree didn't do it. I don't blame. But I'm just saying. Mm, did we find a new? I don't know. A new yeah. Suspect. I don't yeah. know. You no remember those trees? The from, pine. Uh, yeah. What was that movie? The trees were really mean in. The um, happening. Wizard of Oz. Oh, they were dicks. Was that, was that a tree? Oh, yeah. 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 That was real. That wasn't a fever dream. And there was like a small person that hung no, themselves. No, he picked the apple and the tree was like, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Fucking, he was so a dick they, about you it. You took my apple, They got murdered day. by an apple tree. <laughs> the See? DNA is all over the tree. It's there. I pot over fuck trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you enough. go. Sorry. Yeah. All you. Peyton, way to go. <laughs> solve the mystery. <laughs> you solved the, solve the Diet Law of fucking mystery. Easy. I knew, I knew it would take a fresh pair of eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well played. It was the trees. Well played. Those trees. At this point, the searchers no doubt began to wonder what manner of beast could have scared these experienced outdoorsmen so much that they abandoned their clothes despite the freezing cold and tore the skin from their palms in a desperate bid to climb to safety. The fact that there was no evident animal tracks and that they had the time to try and start a fire, combined with the fact that the bodies of the men remained untouched by any predators or scavengers, only heightened the searchers' puzzlement so even like the the vulture not i guess not vultures but like the local fauna is not going to come and like start ripping at all the soft well, parts should've. and shit yeah they should have but they I didn't mean, yeah because they were scared of the, of trees. the trees oh see Makes this sense. is where the lord of the rings comes in christopher when, tell a, us tree, about the lord when of the a tree rings. kills you you're the tree's property tree beer yeah Exactly. Well, the Jeffrey Dahmer of tree beards. The fox knows not. When you yeah, die, they're, they're you can go tree. in, you can be made into a tree. I know you can, totally. I mean, I don't want to be you, because you I don't know, like trees. Like when but... you die, so you're like, make me into a tree, you know? Are yeah. you talking about like a next life? You just choose to be a tree? No, no like no, your no, ashes, no, no, no. they like plant you in a tree and you got like a fucking rob tree. Yeah, they, they make you into a tree. I don't really know. I just know it's a thing. Yeah. I'm going to be you, a cactus. You, just, you, you threw me off with the make me into a tree. I, like, they, I wasn't sure like, if they yeah, molded your, your carcass. Yeah, no, what not, they not in that way. What do they use? Your ashes? Yeah, just, you're just put you in a tree. So you're basically yeah. tree fertilizer. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Maybe know. that's how they the get their emotions. The tree needed fertilizer. I'm going to be put with my, with my dog's ashes and launched out of a cannon into the alleged moon, hopefully. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm going to do. You don't have the money for that. Of course I don't. I was going to be a cactus. I can start saving now. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I know. Life goals. Well, You're going to be a cactus, really? All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Tree accusations aside. Tree bears aside. We've got uh, two semi-nude men, the remnants of a fire, no, no scavenger marks on their bodies. Nothing. They could have made it back to the tent. They didn't. Just one of the many. Maybe they uh, were on acid. Could it be? Wow, nailed it. We'll say second we'll, one. We'll, we we got some theories. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, we got theories. Not long after the party found the bodies of Yuri and Georgie, they stumbled across the corpse of team leader Igor Dyatlov, nearly 300 meters away from the other cadavers, <clears throat> but even closer to the tent. So as close as the other two guys were. Um, Igor is even closer. Right. Igor was on his back, one hand clinging to an undersized birch tree branch, while his other was frozen to the back of his head as if protecting it from some unknown assailant. Oh, it's nasty. And if it's there long enough to just freeze, your reach, yeah. like you die. You oh. die in that weird like <sighs> fucking frozen rigor mortis hits, and you're just like, Ugh, and you're in a fucked up well, position. Their bodies might have been preserved because they were frozen. Yeah, could it be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <Nice. Yeah. laughs> 
Not far from the tent was the body of Rustam Slobodin, which rescuers found lying face down in the snow. Rustam's skull bore a deep fracture nearly seven inches long, but despite the severe injury, medical experts later determined that the most likely cause of death was hypothermia which only compounded the bewilderment of the volunteer and military search party participants. Hmm, that's kind of weird. Seven-inch gash in your fucking skull, but, you die. yeah. but you're still dying yeah, of freezing. Yeah. Well, it's all right. Flash I mean, wound. Yeah, a seven-inch flash wound to your head. The carcass of Zinadja Kolmogorov was turned up the furthest away from the group. Traces of blood were found near her corpse, yet it was not revealed if she was its source. Despite the grievous injuries found on Rustam and Zanadja, the increasingly confounded search party members could find no evidence of a struggle. The rescuers diligently continued their efforts, but after a lengthy search, they could not find any trace of the remaining members of the team. The men on the site could not comprehend why a group of experienced skiers would dash half-naked into the bitter cold of an exposed mountaintop in the black of night, nor could they fathom the degree of horror that must have inspired these youths to act so recklessly. Even more perplexing was the fact that the searchers, after inspecting the heavily damaged tent, came to the conclusion that the material had been cut and torn from the inside. <gasps> as if its occupants were so frantic to escape that simply unclasping the tent was not an option. The cuts were coming from inside the tent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. On death, wow. I was a skull mountain or whatever, right? I, Snake pit death mountain. mountain? I, no, I think they're on, well, no, they're, they were heading towards the mountain of the dead, but ended up on oh. don't go there hill. Right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think so, that's how yeah. it works. Keating way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the path of the guillotine. Oh, you're shink. Yeah, shink. <laughs> as, as you're walking. Fuck. Fucking heads everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guillotine way sucks. Yeah, just wow. north of Impaler. Worst Worst path path ever. Ever. There you go. Yeah, totally. totally. It, was all, it was all. All right. It's general <laughs> area. Guillotine way. The tattered tent offered no additional clues, but amidst the broken wood and shredded canvas, investigators made a discovery that they hoped would shed light on the whole tragic affair. Two rolls of undeveloped film and the journals of a few of the expedition members. But rather than helping to illuminate the truth, these finds would only add more layers to this already dense mystery. At this point, you like you find the bodies, and you, but then you see like, oh, there's a roll of film and there's a journal, but you know this is just going to lead almost indefinitely to just a realm of what the fuck did we come across? Well, that's what the, the key to well, this yeah. is more than anything else. Cause it is essentially a true crime story Yeah, that might have some inexplicable shit. And of course we'll we get don't to know that as we always the do. The moon might not be real. We don't know yet, but God damn it. But, um, but so far all you have is a series of sort of inexplicable facts. Yeah. Right. And this is all that's facts. It. Which yeah. is why I think, I, people, I, I guess, are so intrigued by it. All right. After two months of fruitless searching, the spring thaw finally set in, and on May 4th, 1959, the weather let up enough to reveal the corpses of the missing team members in a ravine situated some 225 feet from the pine that had served as an arboreal memorial to Yuri and Georgie. The remaining expedition members, including instructor Alex Zolotaryov, engineer Nicholas Thibault Brignoel, and students Alexander Kolvatov and Ludmila Dubnina 
were found buried beneath 12 feet of snow and ice. All had apparently succumbed to internal injuries. Unlike their friends who had perished above, these victims were fully dressed. And they died from internal injuries? Some serious They're either ones. crushed by the snow and shit, or they just got the fuck beat out of them. Exactly. Oof. Well, okay. Possible. Possible avalanche material. Could be an avalanche. Yeah, you're right. Guillotine way full of avalanches and heads. And guillotines. And guillotines. It's possible. And then the sound of Freddy Kruegers. Freddy Kruegers. Multiple Freddy Kruegers. Winter Kruegers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trades. Winter. Yeti Kruegers. Yeti Krugers. Oh, the Yeti Krugers. Oh, the worst. Yeah. yeah. Wenda Kruger. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wenda Kruger. As in the case of Rustum, Nicholas's skull showed evidence of having been struck by a heavy blow. Alexander and Ludmilla's chests had been crushed inward, shattering several ribs and causing massive internal damage. What a fucking way to go. Oh. You just you get your chest crushed and you're just fucking suffocating. Oh. Gasping. Oh, drowning shit. in your own blood. Man, that sounds like a fucking cannibal corpse record. I like it. I want to hear it. Dr. Boris Vazros Denny, who inspected the bodies, stated that the force with which these corpses were hit exceeded that capable by a man and went on to claim that the damage was equal to the effect of a car crash. Whoa. Other doctors would confirm that all four died of injuries consistent with traffic accidents. Yeah. Okay. okay. No roads, middle There's of nowhere. There's no traffic on Danger Mountain. You don't know that. Skull Mountain could have plenty of trucks. It's a skull avalanche. Skull avalanche. Skull yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an avalanche of trailers. An avalanche of Volvos. I thought it would be skulls I can't. What's a based Russian on car? the name. Yeah. Russians have cars. What, what's a Russian they car? They surely do. What is it? I don't know. The Black Vulcan? It's all ba- Black Vulcans. Okay, it's an it's a avalanche a of Black Vulcans. A parade of Black Vulcans. <laughs> I, all... think, I think that's how the, the legend of that nefarious car got there started. There you go. Yeah, cool. All right. But there were no indications of what may have actually caused the critical trauma, and even more inexplicably, the body showed no signs of bruising or soft tissue damage. The men who found Ludmilla were alarmed to see her head tilted back, her mouth stretched wide as if emitting a silent scream. Upon closer inspection, the rescuers realized that her tongue had apparently been torn out by the root. Ooh. Big fun. Yeah. Or maybe an animal came and ate it. Whoa. By the root? Yeah. It would have to be Fucking root crows and shit coming root down. Root crows. Eating it. Ah, fucking gnawing on it. The yeah. vicious root crow. <laughs> fucking peel, 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 peel your face off mountain. Yeah. Exactly. And it worked. They also noted that at some point, the victims had either exchanged or stolen the clothing off their comrades as Ludmilla's foot was found swaddled in a tattered piece of Georgie's wool pants and Alex was found wearing Ludmilla's faux fur hat and coat. Little... Little trade party. I mean, maybe they were like, if you wear your shit, I'll wear my show. Let's go back and forth trading clothes. Just maybe stay warm. Just grabbed whatever they did really quickly before they left. That's true, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I like my idea of a fun, frolicking, before-you-die party of trading clothes with friends. Yeah, fashion party. Yeah, I grab Rob's pants, you guys my shirt, I get your hat. No one gets shoes. my hat. Uh, I want to wear. Okay, fine. I want to wear your hat. Why, why, why oh, you don't share hats with your friends? No. When you're out to die? No. Some friend. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, Chris is just in his underwear and his hat. I give you my, my hat. hat. What hat? One of the ones I have. You're not, you're not wearing right. a hat. We'll I wear, might yeah. be. But are you? You don't know that. I don't. That <laughs> <laughs> was the dumbest Logic. conversation that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> the searchers were unsure if this was merely the result of dressing too swiftly in the dark, as Chris as suggested. Chris pointed out, yes. <laughs> Or a case of scavenging articles of clothing from dead teammates. 
Probably a combination of oh, both. I mean, okay. if, you're, if your boys are down, I mean, but the shit can still be used. You yeah. got to do it. If, dude, if I go down, you guys take my shit. Yeah, if you don't need that. When you guys figure out who wants my phone, probably Chris. Can I have Chris, your phone? You're not with us on the expedition yet. You yes, will be I there am. eventually. Okay, yeah, technically you are fine. So if you want my phone, you and Chris got to talk about that. Why can am I, I not beard? running? If you don't like smartphones, you're right. It's not your jam. You'd look good at Mark's beard. Can I have your beard? If you want to cut it from my dead face, sure. Well, I, would, I don't know what you're gonna do. You're you know. gonna put like, are you gonna like cut, like cut my face and wear it like? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah. you can Joe. be the new Mark. Yeah, wow. your face would be so can't, warm. I can't fucking read. Oh I got a drinking problem. I got a ram. <laughs> I'm the new dad. Oh, I'm taking the ram. So you can take the ram. There you yeah. go. Good, good luck well, with that. You have the face. You have to have the <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. That payment ain't too bad. At the funerals that soon followed the discovery of the bodies, family members claimed that the skin of the deceased bore an unnatural orange color. And even more disturbingly, most reports insist that the hair had lost its pigmentation and what remained was a dull shade of gray. Well, now, in all fairness to this, they were um, corpses in the snow for a while. Exactly. So, so an orangish burn when you're spent months, if not at least weeks, yeah, frozen, like, and possibly like in some sort of decay. And, and like no there blood also flow. might be a smidge of embellishment, or at least maybe a little bit. Second and third hand reports from funerals. So this I take with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you got to take everything, sort of. But well, right. right. <clears throat> Skeptics claim that the orange skin, if it existed at all, was caused by exposure and that the hair had not lost its color. But it's interesting that so many of the bereaved relatives took the time to at least uh, ostensibly note these strange features. Right. As if all this were not bizarre enough, articles of clothing found on the newly recovered bodies were measured by scientists as, as emitting much higher than normal levels of radiation. Okay. The agents in charge of the investigation were flummoxed. It seemed that the more clues they managed to unearth, the more outlandish the entire situation became. All right. Well, we got some radiation. That's not good. No. No. At the time, it was suggested that um, it was either radiation that fell from the sky. Okay. Sky, skydiation. Sky, yes, it happens. Okay. The sky spits radiation or every if, day. Or if, if somehow um, the, these individuals were exposed to it. But... This is a fact worth noting. Um, two of the people worked where radiation was pretty prevalent. Like one of the guys worked in a place where they manufactured plutonium. Like Chernobyl or some shit. Well, right. pre that, but right. still. So I think even though even yeah. though it's unique and it might represent part of the mystery. There could be a connection, yeah. possibly explicable. I feel right? like that's a pretty decent Explanation. It's more than possible in a plutonium canning factory. Then yeah, you're gonna. But be you know what? To Wash it. your fucking clothes occasionally. But that shit gets in your skin, dude. You're fucked. Yeah, you're totally fucked. Yeah, you're just fucking emitting radiation constantly. Yeah, well, I mean, you, oh, you can take a certain level and still be functional. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a certain level of radiation in the environment that's just normal. Right. So this was higher than that. Okay. Well. Yeah. The youth and popularity of the victims, combined with the compounding enigmas surrounding their brutal demise, sent Soviet investigators into overdrive. The first thing they did was try to reconstruct the series of events that led to the ski team's shocking end with the help of the journals and the film rolls discovered at the scene. The first of the many mysteries that faced them was why Dyatlov had chosen to make camp on an exposed mountain face when a detour of less than a mile would have afforded them some shelter from the harsh Russian elements. 
Mm. It would be Yuri Yudin, the only member to survive thanks to his timely illness, who would shed light on this question, stating, Dyatlov probably did not want to lose the distance they had covered, or he had decided to practice camping on the mountain slope, of course, in preparation for facing the fuck-sucking Arctic. Yeah, but, yeah, all right, yeah, but you know, pick your spots maybe, you know, a little bit better. It, it would, well, see. Well, you, you can't now. Now we're now we're Monday morning survivors. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm armchair. At the time, it might have seemed like a perfectly fine I'm place to our perch. Chair yeah. surviving things is what I do. Aren't we all? Yeah. It's easy yeah. to say. Seventy years in the future, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with your iPhone and your insulated boots, your Carhartts and your Dodge Ram Bighorn dryers, your blow dryers. <laughs> yeah. The journals and photos developed from the rolls of film found in the tent revealed that the skiers had set up camp on February 2nd and at about 5 p.m. on the slope of the Kola Sakal in order to get out of the inclement weather. The group had cleared the tree line and was just 10 miles from their first destination on their long trek to Gora or Ten. In the photos, they all looked healthy and jovial. Well, that's good, cause, but they didn't end up that way. Died. They did. Yes, they did. They, thank you. <laughs> on the mountain thank of you. death. Peyton, thank you for the recap on um, cut my face off and wear it for your own yep. mountain. Mm. You In case anyone wasn't listening. Yep. It's good. No, it's good to have somebody. That, that's, that's why you're getting the 4.0s, baby. That's yeah, why I'm that's proud right. of you. That's why you're crushing it in college. Yeah. Investigators, <laughs> awesome, came to the conclusion that sometime around 7 p.m., the team ate a meal and not long thereafter began to settle down for the night. The temperature on the slope was about 5 degrees Fahrenheit, which has always made investigators wonder why it was that so many of the skiers were in a state of undress. I find that less mysterious. They're alone. They're all in one tent. They're young. Oh, orgies, how much, yeah. yeah. How much cutting loose can you do in fucking Khrushchev's Russia? Yeah. You're going to yeah. fucking get vodka up, and you're going to... Go to the mountain and... Switch clothes, pork it up. Get yeah. crazy. You know, keep warm or in the only get... old-fashioned way you can in Siberia. Or you got hypothermia, and yeah. you start turning your clothes off, because don't people do that when they got hypothermia? They get all fucked up, disoriented. Oh, yeah. What do they call that? that uh, I forget. I don't want to ruin the fucking... It's... It's something called like ironic stripping, but it's not that. <laughs> ironic but stripping. Ironic, no, but stripping. there really is a phrase for when people get so cold they yeah, get they, hot. They, yeah, it's it's something to do with. It's definitely it's not ironic with, stripping. Yeah, it's something to do with. <laughs> that would be our next podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with grammatically uncomfortable weasel, which is coming soon. <laughs> oh man, that's coming soon. Hey, you oh. said you have a plan for it. And I don't know I, what it is. We have a plan for the show. Do the we? patrons might be getting it first. We'll see. But we that's trademark. 2019 Mark, Chris, and Rob, Evil Science and Magic Buddies, LLC, CryptonautPodcast.com, whatever the, we need to You're say. You're just saying words now. Yeah. <laughs> Gram- grammatically Uncomfortable Weasel, coming soon. Wow. But yes, ironic stripping, when you apparently hit a certain level of hypothermia, you tear your clothes you get off. hot, there's, you a, there's a term for it, you there know what? a real one. I bet you Chuck Quilty will know the term. He, he may well. Chuck knows what it is. Chuck, what up? Let us know what it is. I love that we turn it, that he's our fucking living dictionary. Poor Chuck Quilty is our guy. You know? yeah, we need one. Saint Chuck hey, Quilty. Oh, oh, Robbie, you were kind of close. Oh, wait a minute. Paradoxical undressing. Oh, there it is. Yeah. It's I really like stripping. Yeah. Paradoxical it's really not undressing. that different. Nice. All right. Uh, see, it's but I like, to, I like to add the little twist of irony. Yeah. yeah. You know. Because you shouldn't be naked. It's cold. All right. Well, you know what, Chuck? Go. Give us your take on paradoxical undressing and tell me about math. Because I, I need that it. That makes sense, too. There you go. Absolutely. Okay. 
Whatever their reasons may have been, most researchers agree that at this point, everything was proceeding normally. Forensic pathologists later estimated that the events which ultimately led to the untimely deaths of the skiers must have occurred sometime between 9.30 and 11.30 p.m. They based this theory on the undigested food found in the stomachs of the victims. Science. Yeah. At this point, military investigators began trying to piece this puzzle together. What follows is, in their best estimation, what occurred. So here's the timeline as assembled by the Soviet officials that were in charge. Investigators speculated that sometime before midnight on February 2nd, the skiers were frightened by an unknown event. That's the key. Members of the team managed to cut or rip through the fabric of the tent in a frantic attempt to escape whatever might have been attacking or approaching them, and in their haste, they burst out into the icy night, mostly unclothed and in a state of sheer panic. Naked and afraid. That's the way. Well, that's kind of what we're thinking. Yeah, that's it. Being experienced skiers and mountaineers, the group must have been fully aware of the fact that they would not be able to survive long in the cold without protection. This indicated that the team must have been convinced that they were facing mortal danger and had opted to flee for their lives. But this is where it takes an interesting twist. Some of the reports I've read at this point suggest that even though they obviously fled the tent, destroying their only real source of surviving, really, their only, you know, shelter... Um, that once they were outside, they walked away at a fairly calm pace. Like it was like the frantic footsteps. I don't know how you judge that, but let's just assume detectives can do this. Okay. And then after that, just a calm walking away. Just walking. But they like... didn't try to salvage. Hmm. Get their clothes back on. Put their fucking shoes on. Hmm. They continued to go away, but not in that same blind panic with which they tore their way yeah. out of the tent. Yet another aspect. Naked of the and afraid. Then like everything's fine. But not, but not because you still are basically committing suicide by walking out into the yeah. oblivion, okay. half barefoot, sock clad, whatever, sure. in your skivvies. Okay. The generally bare tracks found deep in the snow implied that the team had initially scrambled outward in all directions, but they managed to rejoin one another down the incline about 900 feet away from the now shredded tent. So that's a fucking long way to walk calmly and easily. Away from survival. Yeah. After you rip out of there, yeah, half naked. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Investigators then surmised that the group then huddled for safety beneath the large pine that Yuri and Georgie had so desperately tried to ascend. At this point, the guys with the pulpy ship fucked up hands. The no hands guys? Yeah. yeah. At this point, it was speculated that an attempt was made by teammates to share clothes. But the various states of undress that so many of the victims were found in would seem to indicate that some articles were taken posthumously. Other evidence pointed to the fact that the group who, for reasons unknown, were too terrified to return and attempt to repair the tent, which would have been their only real option for survival, had instead remained exposed to the elements and managed to gather up enough kindling to start a fire. Okay, well, they're getting their resources together and trying to get some fire happening. That makes sort of sense. Yeah, well, you're less than a 1,000 feet away from the tent with the, like, homemade wood stove and the whole nine yards. I mean, if you get that fucking just disoriented, I guess. I get that. And, you know, I know we're going to get into the theory portion. And I know one of them is, um, you know, you you get panicked, you get cold, you kind of fucking lose your ability to be rational or logical. But all nine. All season. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. That's, again, which is why it's one of the great mysteries of the 20th century. All right. Okay. 
Investigators on the case began to wonder if Yuri and Georgie's efforts to climb the tree were a futile attempt to escape or if they might have been trying to gain a better vantage point to see their tent, which was much higher up on the slope and was still ostensibly under siege by whatever unknown menace had compelled them to take flight. So maybe they were trying to get away from something. And it seems more likely that that was the case if their hands are all torn up. Right. Or maybe they were just desperately trying to get up there to see if whatever the fuck it was that scared them was still there. I know. At some point during the night, I know Chris is like, yeah, but no, so far it just sounds like they're high as fuck. Yeah. Or they're just have hypothermia and they're all freaking the fuck out. Yeah. But all, I mean, it's five degrees and and then the entire thing. We live in upstate New York, five degrees Fahrenheit. Is bad, I guess, if right. all that's separating yeah, you from the elements is right. a, a fucking thin flap of canvas, but that's not it's ridiculous not shit cold. Okay. Right, I don't well. know. Even if there's one rational person, they might just follow the crowd because they don't want to be alone. Yeah, they're a follower. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. I wouldn't want to be alone in fucking Siberia either, wherever they are. <laughs> the Earls. Yeah, the Earls. I guess it could be Siberia. And Cut My Face Off Mountain. Siberia's really big. It is pretty huge, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is, yeah. And perhaps the Goro or Toten is in there. Could be. We could probably Google that, but... We won't. No. At some point during the night, investigators proposed that Yuri and Georgie, unwilling or unable to return to what was left of the shelter, likely had succumbed to exposure. And again, that's fucked up. Because if they're still less than a thousand feet away... Yeah, you can see it, and they're you know using all their energy to try to climb this fucking tree and start a fire. Right, they could have made it back to whatever was left. It was then that three members of the team, Zinaja, Rustam, and Igor, Igor, sorry, determined that facing whatever it was that had frightened them from their tent was preferable to dying of hypothermia. Resolute and almost certainly terrified, the exhausted Troika attempted to make their way back up the slope none of them would survive the trip. With their young leader out of sight, one can only assume that the remaining team members, Alex, Nicholas, Alexander, and Ludmilla, hoped for the best, but expected the worst. Likely frightened beyond belief, the four remaining survivors strip whatever they can from the corpses of their comrades in a desperate bid for survival. Fearing that their friends were all dead, investigators hypothesized that Alex, Nicholas, Ludmilla, and Alexander decided to move toward the forest in an attempt to find some kind of shelter. It would be somewhere along this journey, an eventual descent into a nearby ravine, named whatever horrible way you want to name it. Seven Chainsaws and fucking Three Brains. That was one of Chris's titles from back in the day. But seven yeah. Chainsaws and Three Brain Ravine. Seven, seven Chainsaws and Three Brains. Love I it. don't even know what that alludes that was, to. That was, from, that was one of Chris's Somebody translate titles. into that, that into Russian immediately. There you go. Boom. Because that's fucking awesome. Next t-shirt, hellerspace.com. Wow. The three remaining teammates would sustain their fatal injuries. So when they fall into seven chainsaws and three brains, what happens? That's fucking done. So injuries for which the agents could find no obvious cause. I think that was the uh, traffic accidents in the chest. Right, injuries. they were discovered under like twelve feet of snow, buried. The first to perish, according to forensics reports, was Nicholas. Within hours, he was followed by Alex and Ludmilla. Alexander would be the last to expire from a combination of internal trauma and hypothermia. So it's not just the crushing weight of snow and ice but after the fact. As well, yeah. No, but I mean after the fact, doing right. damage on the bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, at least according to what the uh, the forensics on the team that you know that did the 
I don't know, autopsies or whatever, right. they suggest that those injuries actually helped cause the death right. and were just aftermath. Okay. 1950s okay. Russian autopsies. It's the a best. series. No doubt. Yeah. Investigators were unclear, however, if the removal of Ludmilla's tongue occurred post-mortem or if it contributed to her demise. When all was said and done, the final survivor died less than eight hours after the initial event. Oh, that's a long that is time. A, that's a long time, Oof, but it's sucks. actually, it's really astonishing how fucking brutal and mayhem-ridden that eight hours is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of building fires and hoping for the best and stealing your fucking dead buddy's socks. No cannibalism, but fucking mayhem. All while you're a thousand feet from a tent. No one, exactly. Yeah. No one's making an attempt to get back. And when they finally do, when when fucking Igor or Igor, I don't, I keep saying it fucking Frankenstein style, tries to make it back yeah. with the two others, they're already so fucked and frozen, they die on the way. Yeah. So even when they're like, whatever was so terrifying, fuck it, we got to try. There's this, a wood stove. This is about. Uh, this is a fucking mountain of bad decisions. It's it's the mountain of the dead. That's how it does. As with everything else in this case, the discovery of the missing team members offered more questions than answers. And the most important one was, what happened? While investigators were able to piece together much of what had transpired that terrible evening from the physical evidence left at the scene, the primary questions remained unanswered. What was it that scared these individuals so badly that they were willing to freeze to death rather than face it? and who or what had lethally injured the remaining survivors. Despite the popularity of the region for over three years following this harrowing event, the pass was closed to outdoorsmen, hikers, and skiers. This was presumably to avert the same terrifying fate from befalling anyone else, though others have suggested it may have been to conceal the evidence of a terrible crime. So the mountain of unspeakable horrors and skulls is closed to local fishermen. Just donezo. Yeah. I, I don't know how many fishermen are just fishing on the random on the mountain? lake. Why wouldn't lakeless you? mountain. But yeah, fishing the lakeless mountain, dude. It's where you catch fucking eagles, Russian eagles and shit. <laughs> That's fishing for eagles on Russian, the lakeless fucking mountain. Fucking Russian eagles, yeah. Fair enough. All right, fine. You're right. That's how fishing works. After managing to piece together the final tragic hours in the lives of these youthful athletes, the investigators in charge of the perplexing case were ordered to shut it down. Lev Ivanov, who led the official inquest in 1959, reported that he received direct orders from a high-ranking official to dismiss the inquest. Fucking government coming down on you, Always. Always. Covering shit up. Although he was desperate to discover what really happened and was reluctant to concede to the command, Ivanov realized that even in post-Stalin Russia, that one ignored orders such as this at the peril of one's career, liberty, and even life. Got into the gulag. Mm -hmm. Doing it. The whole affair was labeled as unsolved, and the bureaucrats attempted to bury it deep in a clandestine government archive where it was hoped it would languish until forgotten. That was something that would be impossible for the friends and family members of the young victims, not to mention the mystery-starved citizens who were both fascinated and horrified by the seemingly inexplicable events. When pushed for an answer as to what truly happened to these model Soviet student-athletes, the final word on the event was as enigmatic as it was cryptic. The official statement said simply that the youths had fallen prey to a compelling unknown force. That's fucking cause of death, compelling, yeah, compelling yeah, unknown that's force. pretty shitty. Yeah, that's a fucking that's, shit way that's to go. The, yeah, like, and it's a shitty way to explain it. It was compelling. What the fuck it is? But it compelled them. Yeah, and, and compelling, I guess, I, 
I guess because it forced the, it forced them to stop being alive and become dead. That's how you compel somebody. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. compulsion at its right, finest. There you go. In the end, we must never forget that this is first and foremost a tragedy in which nine lives were cut short. But despite the efforts of debunkers to demystify this extraordinary event, it remains one of the great unsolved mysteries of the 20th motherfucking century. And it's a big one. Dyatlov is like a classic. Now, I love the fact that when I first wrote about this, I don't know, some 10 or 11 years ago, maybe a little less, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe in, in the early 10s, um, it was not really well known. I remember digging it up. Now, I'm not going to say that I helped, you know, bring this back, but I'd like to think I was at least one of the online midwives that brought people's attention Dude. back to this. So when You're I like the it, hipster of Dyatlov. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I'm the fedora wearing like I was there first, douche man. of Dyatlov. And I actually consulted on a BBC special and a few other things. Oh, very cool. Because very I, cool. you know, I put out this big article. Again, not the first. Was that a Mysterious shot. Universe? Or yeah. was, oh, it was a Mysterious yeah. Universe. Well, I'd, cool. I'd say I wrote it maybe 2010 or 11. Yeah. I, I don't yep. know exactly. Cool. Um, and, and some new evidence has come to light since then. Mm -hmm. um, but basically what we have is um, nine dead kids, young adults, and uh yeah they're not kids like well you know. yeah they're i mean they're 20 something they are, they are, yeah young, you know. young, young adults they're young enough right. and uh and 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 like i say a perplexing fuck sucking whodunit that just remains unsolved to this day yeah no it's pretty fucking bizarre and, and obviously tragic as well so um so theory wise what do we have as far as theories because i i've i'm a little bit familiar with this right. uh, i did as you we talked last night i started to brush up on and started watching a bunch of youtube videos boy those are fun yeah those are real fucking not to discredit the, the youtube videos out there some of them are actually very well done i agree some of them are drier than shit yeah and dry a as of, a popcorn fart as my dad used to a say. lot of slideshows lots well, of slideshows of the same dead kids in the snow well, that's so, the thing. I mean, how many, yeah. how many times yeah. do great mysteries have so many fucking photos? It's true. No, it's true. So it's true. It's not to discredit the fucking you know the Amazon Prime fucking documentaries out there, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. it is. All right, so let's break this down, um, like the more prosaic um, pedestrian. If Are you we will, starting like skeptically speaking, mm -hmm. and or like what, like you know, more like I'm just going to propound what people say. There's not you can't really have a skeptic view. For, there's just there's well, yeah, facts, and then you just kind of what? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, actually, point, no, there's nothing. There's nothing abjectly paranormal or even really remotely. Uh, about yes, this. yeah, Chris actually, there were no footsteps. Which is why I was going to say robot birds, but then I remembered birds didn't start murdering for the government until the 70s, so it was That's a little true. too early. Oh, the 70s when the birds murdered yeah. for the government and people had feet. Cool. I've said too much. You have, see? This is how you're going to get yourself kicked moments, out of college. When I am so proud of you. This is <laughs> yeah. one of them. No. Honestly. There were no footprints. When big bird murdered for the had, government. Had to have been something flying. How were there no footprints? Dementors. Deme okay, well, was snow. Harry Potter around then? Do you say snow? In 59? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, the answer snow. Wind. Did they all drown in some, snow? Some wind? Some wind, possibly. Right. I like yeah. robot birds. Babe. No, it's ruled out. Everyone they didn't start birds. murdering till the 70s. The, the robot birds. Okay. So if we're talking about like the most, but like Chris... Chris has said earlier, yeah, this isn't really skeptically speaking, because this really is more, I guess, of a true crime. It is. Possibly, or true tragedy. But Because we could be just dealing with fucking hypothermia. There are plenty, plenty of theories that involve things there that are, are untoward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet there are. But let's let's deal with some of the, the straightforward. All right, so hypo hypothermia, these people are on the mountain. Yes, granted, they are in the esteemed polytechnic 
Institute of Russia. The Earls, but and, yeah. And they are they they know their shit and they're seasoned mountaineers or whatever and they're fucking out there and they're fucking doing their jam. They're, they're being the best Russians that they can be for the fucking government and then all of a sudden something fucking happens and they fucking lose their, their shit and they get disoriented and they're, they're fucking naked and they're stealing clothes and eating feet and people are all fucked up. Nobody ate a foot. No one, okay, no, there's no cannibalism. You're right, there was no cannibalism. True. I was going to bring that up. Not enough time. Okay, so nope. it's not bath salts. It's not bath salts. They did not bath salt themselves in 1950s Russia. That's truly fair. So... I mean, so we've taken robot birds and bath salts off the table. Robot birds and bath salts did not happen. Right, but conversely, though, it really does sound like maybe they just, for some reason, got disoriented and just fucking. You got to figure you're on the goddamn side of a mountain, and you're camping, and well, you know, we talked about drugs briefly, but I don't know what kind of psychedelics are around in the fucking fifties, probably. I mean, I, LSD was until like the, like the 60s. No, the, or no, the, was no. it, oh, was it the 50s? It. Yeah, no, it existed scientifically. Now, because the U.S. government developed if it. You wanna, okay. If you want to throw it out there, and it's, it's a valid theory, yes. it's a valid theory that um, maybe kind of like MKUltra, uh, I'm not saying I support this theory, but like. Uh, oh, you don't a support MKUltra? A Soviet version of MKUltra decided that these young, promising fucking students and engineers and whatnot. Oh, yeah. We're going to dose them randomly on this mountainside and see what happens. I I don't sense that that's a really good test thing because it took them weeks to find the bodies and right. the government was part of the search. Right. So I'm going to go on a limb and say I don't think that they either had access to hallucinogenics, at least intentionally, okay. right. or were dosed by a government that was looking to see what would happen because otherwise they would have probably been... Uh, just under surveillance a lot better. Yeah, I mean, if you get that shit faced to the point where you're just totally fucking well, out in the snow Maybe naked. they were doing three, tons well, of stuff. It would have showed up in the autopsy, wouldn't it? The dr- uh, alcohol or drugs? They, they if, had, either. If they, Four of them no? had been drinking. Right. Yeah, Definitely. drugs would have showed up in the autopsy, right? Yes. Uh, 1950s Again, Russia. Yeah, what they're looking for. 59... Soviet Union. Yeah. It's not yeah. like it's, it's not like it's not like they might just look at it and just be like, like 69. They might look at the body and just be like dead and that's it. Autopsy wow. done. Yeah. Yeah. 59 uh this was the time they were what making the Winter Soldier there? Okay, now you're going into Marvel. Okay. We're, we're, we're you are with correct. <laughs> you what you are and? correct with well, no, the Winter Soldier yeah. was like in no, Nazi there a Cold era. War, wasn't it? No. No, wasn't it in Well, the, yeah, he it was in the 40s. He, God damn it. Why are you bringing yeah, me into this? Yeah, all right, all right. We, we, we fell we off the fucking we, train. We can't, we can't digress. It was a, <laughs> he fell, yeah. he fell off the fucking train. He did. And the fucking Nazis got right. him and tore I know his Bucky's arm off. hot. He's got a metal arm. We all love, yes, we what? all love Bucky. No, it What's was up, about Bucky? the government experiments. Okay, so. Hold on. One of the theories, the first theory that the investigators liked was that the actual Mansai tribe that had named the mountains don't go there and Mountain of the Dead were responsible for the deaths. Oh, because the tribe was living there. Yes. Because oh, you have to oh. Well, that's a whole new aspect sh- of the story. Let me, let me present this and then quickly debunk it. Okay. The actual investigators um, that were on the scene were the first to like put a kibosh on that for two key reasons. One, um, additional footprints were not found. Yes, it was weeks later and snow blows, but they found the tracks of the the victims as they running, you know, orbited out exactly, right. ran, and then peacefully walked to their demise. They freaked the fuck um, out, but they did not down. find additional footprints. Secondly, no bullets were expended. Um, they had guns. Yes, the man's. I had guns in 1955. No, I mean, well, I thought you meant like like the like the, the the people that perished in the expedition had guns. No. 
I don't believe okay, any so, of them had guns. So the tribe, though, had guns. Yes. Okay, all right. But no, no bullets were used. Um, some of the people obviously died traumatically. Right. Okay. Um, but but there was no, like, obvious evidence of, like, a butt of a gun or anything like that, even though some Getting people thought, oh, it's there. So not addition, no additional footprints. The Manti actually were very peaceable people that were helping in the search and rescue. Okay, um, all right. They had had a really good relationship with the Soviet government, and the Soviets... Uh, wanted to get the oil off their land without having like regional guerrilla warfare. Okay. So fair, fair. So, so they had managed to have a, a good existence. So the lack of the footprints, the lack <clears throat> of um, bullets being expended, and most importantly, all of their precious um, stores were found untouched. Clothes, food, kindling, okay. whatever else. Like if they, it was so a raid, they didn't, if like, it was a raid like, by an Aboriginal tribe, yeah. exactly, they would have taken. Uh, the tribesmen would have taken the shit right. and put it to good use. Yeah. None okay. of it was touched. All so right. even the investigators at the scene at the time put that right off the so table. The, the Manti tribe isn't going to do this. This right. is not how they roll. This is not their jam. And, and they're there helping. And if they had found footprints or done other things, they would have been more than glad to ring up these people. I mean, what better than What better way to get their shit? Yeah, exactly. You know, people yeah. love to fuck them over. Yeah, exactly. But that just really wasn't an option. Okay. Know. It was a rogue group. Oh, Splinter Rogue Mancy group. Splinter Mancy? Yeah, exactly. That could float. Like the fucking Mandalorians sure. and Death Watch. The floating Mancy. Yeah. yeah. The Mandalorians and Death Watch. You'll get it one day. Yeah, I will. If you I will. watch it. When you I will. watch it. Well, you will. That's not the point. You will. point is, it you will. You will. You will be. You will. <laughs> you will be. The second one, and this is one a lot of people uh, glom onto, is the idea that this was a very remote region of the Soviet Union and that it might have been a place where government weapons would have been tested. Things oh. that could have been... Soviet death ray. weapons and or death ray. Soviet death ray. But bear in mind that... Gorbachev they, death ray. Though some of the victims had slight burns Pre- on them. Gorbachev. Wait, Khrushchev. Sorry. But, uh... Um, Come on, Mark. I don't know this shit. Fuck 59. Sake. Khrushchev. I, I wasn't alive. I don't care. Oh, Sorry. You make me so sad for America. I mean, you make me sad for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Rebuttal stores. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So possible so, government weapon. Exactly. Okay. Uh, like some sort Which of actually, airborne if, weapon that they were testing on the side of the mountain. You know, or dude, maybe the flash or a boom was so loud. Dude. They got so scared that they ran out. What year was Sputnik? Is some mid-50s. I don't know. All right. So think about it. Satellite weapon. Eh? Peyton, we find out when Sputnik was. You're gonna be our Googler yes. for this fucking episode. Thank we, you, Peyton. Oh my god, we we've needed this. All I know along. we really need Peyton here every week to Dude. Google shit for so us. So th- you think it's a ground to space gun? It could be a space to ground. <laughs> a <laughs> a satellite space, cannon. It could be a space to ground gun. Yeah, totally. 1957, October 4th. Ooh. 7:28 p.m. Okay, so pre Sputnik, no post Sputnik. Dude. Yeah, this was 1959. 57 That's happens before fucking 59. I didn't remember it was 59. Oh, I couldn't remember. I thought, you, I, I thought it was I, Dale I thought Tom. this was like a BCAD situation. No. We forgot how time <laughs> yeah, worked. Yeah. Is this before Christ? <laughs> no. Is nine actually higher than seven? <laughs> <laughs> is this entombed or entombed AD? The alleged order it? of numbers. Oh my God. Speaking real quick, entombed and entombed AD. You know that there's a carnivore AD? No. Yeah, I think it's like the two dudes from Carnivore and like a new dude doing the fucking like doing the bass and singing. Check it out. It's not terrible. Bless their hearts. Okay. All right, sweet Carnivore eighty. Check it out. Um, Indeed. so satellite based weaponry from the fucking Russians. Think about this: if you were gonna test and you're the government and you're like, we don't give a fuck because we're the fuck, we just don't. That would be kind of the perfect spot to do it. I agree. It would be a good spot. But here's the thing: I question. A lot of people say 
if they saw a flash of light and heard an explosion in the sky, say it was a right. air detonation, why would you fucking rip your way out of the side of the tent and run out naked? You'd be shocked. Maybe you're just but you would still already think, naked and you're already scared. I don't want to die. If you're mid-weird mountain orgy and you're already freaked out. Yeah, if you're, so if you're completely orgy, hammered, maybe. If you're maybe. totally hammered and you're in the middle of an orgy of and there's an explosion. Four of them found alcohol in their systems, but yeah. I don't think all of them were. Okay. And you just keep the drunkards from ripping through the fucking tent. I or still the think drunkards overpower some you. other drugs involved. There could have been other drugs, too. Drugs, yeah, Soviet weaponry, and orgies. But that's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, drugs must have been involved washing my hands of it. That's okay. just... That's not too so easy. It makes sense because drugs exist and people do them. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Soviet-era, 1959. Why do you, why do you think they picked a drugs. remote place in the snow to do it? So you think they fucking... Skied all the way out to fucking. Yes. Don't go there, Dead Hill. To Dude, is this a, is this a really yes. shitty place to do ayahuasca? How many shitty places do we go to drink beer? When Should we, we go there? You know what? It's a good fucking point. How many? Dude, how exactly. many times have we been to Severed Head Quarry to fucking drink beer? Shitty railroad tracks, scary yeah. fucking Literally empty barns. Oh, the haunted fucking, quarry. Yeah. 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 No, We've the, all gone dude, there to drink. Okay. Uh, the ceiling is and literally going to fall on you at any moment. We'd use skills to go to a dope place to drink. Dude, if we could ski, we'd go to Greek Peak and be like fuck the world at night and we'd ski and oh drink oh my god let's go to Greek Peak I live let's right near it let's do it fuck we're doing it I'm like 10 minutes away let's go then we'll die in the snow I don't know what to do with you three <laughs> alright so I honestly don't understand I'm just saying it. it explains certain behaviors not what happened right it, well I'll tell you what there's nothing you get high on that makes it look like a fucking Buick hit you in the rib cage in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, well, that's why I said explains their behavior, not what happened to them. Could explain their behavior. Possibly, but... They but, were but, just but, but then again, They were toxic. <sighs> yes, I agree with Peyton. Certainly, there was porking in abundance. I mean, it's well, I mean, cut loose, straight in clothes. So yeah. why, why would you be half naked when it's that cold yeah. anyway? Unless, yeah, true. why yeah. not? Right. So I'm cool with that. In the prime of their youth, hey, let them you, have fun. You know what? Have uh, You be the best you that you can be. Yeah. yeah. Wang Chung. Did not indicate any drugs, at least that I could identify. Okay. Unless, of course, you want to go deep in conspiracy land and assume that the government is the one that dosed them, ergo. But then that open again. That doesn't explain right. a lot of their injuries. If it was the Soviet, but if it was some sort of like Soviet weapons test, maybe you know because of how um, isolated this area is. Maybe they they weren't necessarily targeted. They just happened to get caught in the fucking beam of the fucking Death Star. Are <laughs> so you. So it's a mini Alderaan. It's it's a mini Alderaan. Yeah, they had a miniature Alderaan happen. Makes yeah. sense. What, what does this beam do? Well, if it's some sort of like satellite technology or something, kind of like we have like with Star Wars, alleged quote unquote allegedly with Star Wars. Remember, two years after the very first man-made satellite. Exactly. So two years. If they were testing lasers, some, yeah, they if, lasers. If, it, if it was some sort of like weapons platform, it doesn't have to be lasers. It could be like ultrasonics. No, it's lasers. Yeah, I, no. I just think you're barking up the wrong tree with okay, that. Okay, I'm just. I want to. I mean, think what, the you, you want to be a, a missile space so <laughs> I bad? Be, I want it to be like a star killer base. Here's something that you might enjoy. Okay, maybe it's a little meteor. It's a little. It, oh, that's a possibility <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, a little. If that's it, my meteor sound. Sort of like that one that like. Fucked up all those buildings in Russia it, a few it years It happened ago. in Russia. It was if caught it, in a fucking dash cam. Well, all right, we're going to get to some other things that we're seeing. All right. Other people were around the area where they could see it. Mm -hmm. This is going to be one of the next things we talk about. Um, there were no big explosions in the sky that these people saw, and there were no um, meteor landings or anything okay. like that. All right. There were some other things, but we'll, we'll do that in a second. But what I will say is one of the theories that's been proposed is that it was some sort of um, 
auditory weapon, some sort of sonic thing. Dude. And subsonic frequencies. That shit's um, real, dude. If you get exposed to it, yeah. people think they're sometimes having paranormal encounters. Makes it makes so a sense. great sense of anxiety. It throws your whole fucking mm-hmm. equilibrium, up your equilibrium exactly. Didn't yeah. what, where so the fuck if was you were it that all they uh... up, gut level terrified, tripping on your own feet and just tr- and just needing to get out? Yeah, I don't necessarily think I believe it, but if I do believe it's one kind of weapon, the government, an auditory subsonic mm. weapon, mm. might be one. Though why direct it at a random tent in the middle of fuck all? I mean, it's to test it. Does yeah. anybody hear that? No, no, no. Yeah, is it subsonic? You can hear subsonics? Yes, I can. Oh, Aren't shit. there subsonic weapons being used on the American embassy there, in Cuba like last year yes, or whatever? There, yes, there yeah. was. People, people were getting, people were getting sick. Yeah. But there was also, didn't they also test them on like protesters or something like that? Oh, that's... I think they that's did. I'm almost positive. But yeah, the, the whole thing in Cuba was they were like, oh, the Cuban embassy is attacked by subsonics and we're not sure But how. they didn't even think it was the Cuban government. No. Like the Soviet... No, Ex- Soviet I call them Soviet. The Russians or some other yeah, or Chinese. They, they, they weren't sure who exactly was doing it, but the whole embassy fell ill from sound. The Bolivians... Those rap bastards. What are the Bolivians doing? Bolivians. Nothing. I'm just making shit up. Yeah, because we have listeners. A... We have listeners in Bolivia, so let us know what your government's doing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I called you rap bastards. I didn't mean it. <laughs> it's okay. I really did. We also have listeners in Russia. We, you know, we give them a hard time too. Well, yeah, but we have to. We, we got to pretend. Yeah. We got to keep up the fucking face. Well, yeah, rivalry. but we, you know what? We love you all and thank you all. Well, duh. The listening. people are awesome. Yeah, yeah, we love you. It's just your government. It happens. You but, know, it's, it's hey, part. Of, it's, it's part of life. We're not a political pod. No, we are not, because no. we got a one-star review once because Chris possibly alluded to our president. I don't even think he really did, but we got a one-star Dude, review. Dude, you just alluded again, Dink. <sighs> Welcome to the one-star uh, review party. one-star review, This isn't review, political. This is bitch. conspiracy. Okay, Andrew Yang, 2020 aside. That, um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so besides weapons and drugs and orgies and snow and Russians, what other things do we have happening here? Okay. Let's, can we go to aliens possibly right now? We absolutely can. All right, aliens. Yes! What do we got? Aliens. <laughs> aliens. Reptilians? They came down? Grays? No, here's... This is interesting. A UFO crash. God damn it. Probably. A a probing. Oh, yeah. Oh, when there's aliens, there's always a probing, Mark. There's a a probing. May I read? Please. According to an archived account, Ivanov, who you might recall was the uh, lead investigator in the 1959 investigation... Yes. um, ...collected a report from a group of hikers suggesting that something extraterrestrial may have resulted in the Dyatlov team's tragic demise... The hikers were camping in an area about 32 miles south of the Mountain of the Dead on the same night the ski team perished when they spied a series of, and I quote, strange orange spheres in the northern sky. It's worth noting that during the next month and a half, other residents of the area, including some of the soldiers that were in on the search and rescue, reported similar anomalous objects. Ivanov himself believed that these spheres might have been involved in the unusual deaths and in a 1990 interview, he claimed that not only had been, he had been ordered to close the case, but he had done so after he had turned in the reports huh. of these anomalous spheres. Okay, so we have some sky evidence, I guess, of things I wouldn't say evidence. Happening. It's a sighting. It's a sighting. Okay, so we have so sightings. So we don't see a missile. We don't see you know, an explosion. But we do see strange orbs above you know, the Mountain of the Dead. I'm not going to try right. to say the man's eye word, right. words. And... Uh, and so, does that mean a direct correlation? No, but it is intriguing. But it's there. And if they, but if, but here's the thing: if yeah. it made sounds and it scared them. I mean, here's the thing: if if they left the tent, and then were in the tracks, were showing them walking away, right, as they were, then okay. you'd be like, all right, that's fucked up. 
but they tore out in a blind fucking panic. Right. Ripping so, literally yeah, the only yeah, structure that, that kept them from fucking hypothermia. Unless it's just panic. If it's just sheer panic, then... And so what causes the panic? That's, that's the real question. So if we're going to break this down a step at a time, and we will deal a little more with paranormal ideas. Although, real quick, I just want to put this out there just to with the sightings or whatever, them seeing these orange orbs. That could also right. play back into two possible military, experiment, uh, military experiments. I can't talk. Could be military experiments. But... I was thinking about this too real quick. What's not saying that it could be a, some sort of experiment or attack, not only from their own government, but from a different government. No, so, but, but all right, that is a ballsy maneuver. The same. I mean, besides the U2 that crashed and that caused that huge controversy, the spy plane that ended up right, going yeah, down. Yeah. Um, you don't usually do an unnecessary incursion into especially a nuclear powered country. Right. Unless but, you've got balls of steel or the technology that can pull it off. Or just a way to cover it up. Okay. Just saying. I'm just putting it out there, but that does play into the orange orbs. It could possibly be tied to that. Possibly. It could be. Or it could be fucking aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Probably aliens. Probably aliens, but yeah. It, you know, it's it's interesting to note. I don't want to uh, say that they were murdered by the U.S. government, but they were murdered by the U.S. government. Jesus Christ! Just saying. Ivanov himself could be. ended up believing that it was UFOs were involved in. Okay. That doesn't mean anything, but it's interesting that the lead investigator subscribed. To I that. could totally see it being yeah. UFOs. Again, well, there, there are no tracks, well, so were... whatever got these people got them from the fucking sky, more than likely. Mm. And, why, and why more than likely? Because there were no footprints. I like how it sounds. Oh, no, God, Chris again. is right. I'm just, I enjoy it. <laughs> Like, well, I love to see a map of the terrain and exactly where, right, where it's, the 3D contour map of where things are placed. Because now you just picture this mishmash of, like, a hill and, like... They, they, yeah, exactly. there's, like, skulls and like, shit and faces. It's just, yeah. hey, if you want to Google it, there are maps. Chris can be satisfied. Um, so yeah. it, it's just, it'll basically show you a tree line. How do I spell it? Uh, Dyatlov. Uh, D-Y-A-T-L-O-V. Pass. Uh, so oh, got it, got it. the alien angle is is pretty interesting. But I'm just going to paint it real quick. You got the trees, a little bit of snow, right. a tent, a lot of snow, more trees in a ravine, mm. and the bodies are interspersed <laughs> down the hill. Right, yeah. almost in in in. Okay, yeah, like in a in a in like an escape pattern. So we don't necessarily have aliens or anything like that. What we do have is a sighting um, of orbs. Hikers 32 right. miles away that saw something floating above the hill. So it's definitely a UFO, though not okay. necessarily associated with it. Right. And and what you have is one blurry photo of what looks like a fucking orb on poorly developed black and white film that some people have said it was them trying to take a picture of the UFO, but it also could be them taking a picture of a fucking candle or... It, it, yeah, you, you what, can't really... Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so government experiments, government murder, um, aliens, UFOs. What about like a cryptozoology angle, Rob? What do we have for that? Oh, do you think we might? Fuck yeah, we do. I mean, I may have read the email before we came to pick you All up. Right, so but... here, here's the interesting thing. Birds. A lot has been birds. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, totally. you're not wrong. No, winged death raptors creature. from yeah. the sky. I love, I love your totally. passion pay. But no, it's more um, the Russian nah. Yeti, as they call it. The Almas or Almasti sometimes. Okay. Cool. Which okay, is I sometimes like described yeah, is cool. as more of a, a Neanderthal proto-human than actually the kind of Gigantopithecus ape-like creature. Right, that so more some, typically some sort of like what a Yeti or a Bigfoot is. Some sort of offshoot of uh, creation. Right? So what people uh, get excited about is this one photograph. Okay. Um, which shows this like blurry, dark, silhouetted figure that looks sort of necklace leaning out from the tree. And one of the entries in one of the uh, the Dead Skiers journals, which said, we now know 
the snowman exists or something to that effect. Oh, oh it's a Yeti. Oh, shit. It's in the journal? Yeah. And there's sort of a picture? Oh, you didn't mention a that. A real blurry picture. You can, we can probably find it. Uh, all right, but... What other snowman? Yeah, what do they mean by snowman? Yeti. Frosty? Frosty. Is it Could frosty? Be frosty? That's the only other snowman I know about. Down to the schoolyard. <laughs> oh, God, really? Yeah, exactly. You do, do the whole thing. I'm not, because I fucking... Burlives the fuck I out of us. I fucking hate Frosty the Snowman with a fiery fucking you? passion. Yeah, why? How fucking dare you? It's me, Frosty. Fuck you. Happy birthday. Wow. Yeah, happy birthday. Fuck So you're you. happy when he died. I cheered when he melted. Would you find the so, uh, so-called Yeti <laughs> yeah, picture page? exactly. Frosty melted and I was like, good, you deserve it. You, you were made the magician. Snow. You were always the magician. I was the rabbit. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's a weird twist. Exactly. I don't even know what that says about Who, you talking yeah. about you. Who's in the guy's hat? Me. Oh you keep my making God. me Google you're, this you're, stuff. Now the government's going to kill me. Why would, they, not, why would they kill the you? The Russian government is over it. The, yeah, they are. No, the, they, the, they, the Russian they government's have a already decade cut off. The why Russian, would they not want to kill me? The Russian I government's have, already in your phone. I'm a, it's true. I'm awesome. And the Soviets have been done since before you were born. <laughs> Just some random Russian uh, ex-KGB agent. In all agent. fairness, ex-KGB She's agents awesome. love to kill the awesome. Yeah, there you go. That's a fact. So, so here's the thing about this. If we're talking about... a there, but like Chris brings up, though, a very good point is that there are no footprints besides exactly. their own. Shit. So if there's one thing a fucking Yeti has, Russian or otherwise. Giant. Well, not even giant shh. feet, just the presence of feet. But here's the thing. The hovering Yeti Duh. is a little known myth yeah, you can't. that the man's eye have never talked not, about because it doesn't no. really exist. The glider Yeti. It's okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the worst be, Yeti. We were just talking about glider other. Um, yeah, we were. Yeah, the glider Yeti. Okay. Just the other week about primates, yeah. so why can't there be a glider yeti? There, there yeah. could, there, I mean, they're awfully heavy, though. Can they glide? How do you know? I mean, it's true. <laughs> it depends. Are they <laughs> How do you yeti? know? I don't know. You're Are they right, spectral yeti? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm the interdimensional guy here. I'm just saying, quite the, possibly. The other thing that, that really needs to be broached is the fact that when looked in, it's funny because the Animal Planet did like a two-hour uh, documentary, like in I don't know, 2014, called like Killer Yeti Revealed or something nice. like that. And all they did was break down so thoroughly, like oh, they found this photo and it was found years after the fact, and it proves. That. But in context of the photos, it's pretty clear it was one of the skiers in a blurry photo. All right, well, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, no, don't, I'm gonna do no, no, because party. We, you know what? We're you legit with our listeners. We don't fuck around. We're not All here right. to fucking pump some bullshit. All right. We're well, here to get to the core of it. So this is for them. This but is for the listeners. Here's the thing that we can't ignore, and that is there's a fucking reason the man's eye say, hey, don't go there. The right. mountain they're heading towards. And oh, wait, the mountain you're on? The dead. Yeah. It's because true. ye old curse. Did anyone talk <gasps> to the man's Metaphysical entities the that probably mountain. aren't enslaved to gravity no. that might be able to shake and terrorize your tent with their fucking banshee-like horrors oh. force you to rush out the wait, other side wait, wait. and if you see fucking weird yeti wraiths or whatever oh, fucking Chris going back to Chris's wraiths oh yeah right. Chris wraiths are wraiths all the time I do Soviet Wendigo wraiths mountain wraiths a mountain wraith why not a mountain wraith I mean, I it, mean, literally, why not? It actually rate? sounds better than a UFO and better than the government and or murder by the U.S. government. It does sound better. I, I, I love it. I do. I, I love, love the too. idea. I hate it. I mean, it's terrifying. Well, no, a spectral mountain killer but is you, fucking if terrifying. If you have something but... shrieking at you with the ungodly horror of fucking something that, you know, dwells beyond the veil. Yeah. And you're like, fuck this. We got to get out of here. It's charging down the mountain at us. Yeah. And you rip out and then you just see these horrific things hovering around your tent you're like fuck it we got to build a fire give me bill socks so maybe i'm gonna it, wear fucking i mean if it is hat. if it is some sort of like weird like 
don't know, phantasmagorical fucking slasher or some weird, like, I don't know, curse of the mountain, like you said. Curse of the mountain. There wouldn't be any fucking evidence of anything. Well, there wouldn't be footprints. There would not be footprints at all. There would be terror. I don't know, do ghostly footprints? Have we determined that yet? No, they don't. I don't think so. We should ask that question. But can they punch... Like a fucking Ford Fairlane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In can your they? gut? I mean, I don't know. Can they? I don't know. If we want it to be super fucking legit, here's what makes this so intriguing. What would it be? How do you explain all of the parts? That's the thing. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I love that Chris and, and the rest of us really want to be legit. Right. But... If we were if we were going straight up legit, there is nothing rational that covers all the bases well, of what they did, why they did <clears> it, and most importantly, what the injuries were. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the the other kind of glaring issue there too is that if the in- injuries are, you know, in line with an automotive accident, the only thing with that though is again we are talking 1950s Russians. Well, that's not Russian, but 1950s forensics or whatever an autopsy. Sure. So, I mean, they were... But this wasn't like backwoods No, I know, nothing. but they were found under well, 12 was, feet of fucking snow. That's true. So, that will, 12 feet of snow will crush the fuck out of you. But, you're right. If it was posthumous right. damage... Posthumously. Yes, posthumously. You, posthumously, as I fucking read it as you were reading it. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it does kind of... It could maybe lean more towards the phantasmagorical angle, but then again, the only actual real fucking evidence that we have is a torn tent... A bunch of panic, some running, a calm, and then dead. That's the fucking equation. That's it. Do you know anything about these like curses? Yeah, you... what do you got about these curses? Is there, is there any cursed mountains up there? Like, what's the deal? It's called the mountain of the yeah, fucking but, dead. So but I, I, is there I, I guess the curse why? comes with it. Like, is, is there a reason why? Oh. So now I'm supposed to do the research for a <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm supposed to look into all the put, angles. Put all the, of the sudden, out well, of the blue. I mean, put, they, they must have one because the tribe must have something. The, I'm out sure of the, the tribe has. If, if, hey, if they're called mountains, what? Google, Google Mountain of the Dead and see yeah, what it comes up. No, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to be cursed. Well, you're not going to be cursed if you just Google it. You can't get cursed through a Google. You're not yes, on a dark web. Oh, yeah, I don't know, dude. Can you? No, don't bloody marry your phone three times. Whatever. Don't say that name. Whatever you do. Don't say that name. So, all right. I think we have a lot of pretty interesting angles here. So, was it? Bloody Mary. Stop. On that was it? Yeah. Was it Bloody Mary? Just for the record, um, I'm going to tell us. My nieces hated that name. She hates. Blo- she hates Bloody Mary. I don't know why. Why do you oh hate Bloody God, Mary? Stop. Stop. Light flash? <laughs> I'm going to fucking stop <laughs> it. Honestly, though, I saw a light flash. Not, yeah, funny. no, seriously. Did it was, you see it was Bloody Mary. Yeah, it was crazy. I will put you in the toaster. Oh, <laughs> oh, so, wow. The it's. I say it out of love. But in all, right, all fairness, so to, if it wasn't Bloody Mary, who could have been? I mean, uh, clearly Bloody Mary was involved. Have you but seen that goddamn name? So They've I said guess it like nine really, times. <laughs> I, I really like the alien angle, but I'm kind of going towards like a phantasmagorical Jason or Leatherface well, or Michael Myers. Who's to say at a distance of 32 miles, oh, which the hikers were, right? fucking mountain wraiths don't look like orange UFOs. It's true, they could. Mm. They could. I don't know what to do with this one. I want it to be so aliens, but I don't want does. it to be fucking super fucking creepy. But it could just really just be that they fucking somehow they fucked up and they were in the middle of a fucking well. They clearly fucked a, up a death mountain of snow. The, but the thing <laughs> well, is, they clearly yeah. Chris is correct. They I, I still up. I ch- I challenge anyone to come up with a really reasonable right. explanation yeah. that covers how experienced skiers, despite their youth throw themselves, tear through their one shelter, run half naked, right. step outside, realize, oh shit, what did we do? 
continue to walk some thousand feet down. No, totally. Yeah, it's proceed to weird, die yeah. in bizarre ways, and 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 then add on to that. Even those that that were willing to die of hypothermia rather than just return to the wood stove and the fucking what what remained of the tent. Right. And 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 the other ones have these traumatic injuries. Now, if they were posthumous again, which the forensics of the time suggest they weren't. Right. Um, and so we just have to take that at face value. What what footless assailant could have done this? <sighs> Fucking spectral assassin. So, so really? I'm not saying I necessarily think it's ghosts or aliens. I certainly don't think it's the fucking Russian Yeti. But I do think that... Um, that this is truly a mystery for the ages because it's very difficult to explain why and then what. Right. And totally. what results yeah, is totally. something, you know, obviously tragic and horrible. Yeah. All right, Christopher, bring it home, baby. You I, got this. I don't. I can feel it. I can nothing. feel it in my bones. You got this. It's, it's probably Mount Wraith. <laughs> See, as I'm talking, he comes through every time. It's probably the fucking Russian Mountain Wraith. Just I mean, sense. they were already fucked up to begin with, but the Mountain Wraith finished the job. Oh, see, they were all happy. They were skiing. They were getting naked. Touchy, touchy. All of a sudden, Mountain Wraith, we were all dead. Probably. Or was it just a hill giant throwing big ass... Oh, see, now that's... Oh, see? Hold on. Wait, so the Yeti from the wall hugging rocks. The you don't fucking need hill giant. That's what I'm saying. It covers the giant. It does the impact cover, of the car. It covers it everything. It does explain it. Shit. It covers everything. A giant snowball that would melt, thus leaving no evidence. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Oh, my God. Giants. Chris, you're so, so smart. And this is why Chris brings it together. Snow giant, did you say? Well, yeah, it would be a hill giant, but it snows. So hill giant. That's what they do. Snow hill. Giant. Is it? Are you talking like 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 a... A primate type thing, or do you mean like something mystical? We're talking like, like a old giant school. of the hill. Yeah, that could be like a Russian giant. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That could be. <laughs> that could be. Leaving your options open. I like I'll that. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll... So the possibly spectral, almost certainly not extraterrestrial, not maybe affiliated, maybe affiliated with some branches of the Soviet government, but not officially endorsed. Okay. Hill giant. Hill giant. Could be birds. Nice. Hucking ice. You love birds. Maybe, ice. maybe it was hucking ice at the birds and just happened to hit the people. No. Probably. It saw the people and was like, oh, this is going to be a fun when night. When snow does the damage, here's the other thing, too. If, if fucking hill giants hucking these big giant snowballs and it hits one side of the tent, they could think it's an avalanche. They could. Rip out the run. other side. Yeah. Once they get outside, they realize, hey, there's no fucking avalanche. This is stupid. They see said hill giant. They're like, there you well, go. fuck, we can't stay here either. Yeah. Let's go down the hill and build a fire. Yep. <laughs> fucking Georgie and fucking Yuri are climbing up a tree to see if the hill giant is still there. Chris uncovered a mystery yeah. of the... He just solved the mystery oh, of the hill giant. The That's it. Hell giant. Dead yetis. Oh, my God. Dead yetis. The ghost of a yeti, a spectral <gasps> yeti, also known as a hill giant. I'm not <laughs> stealing Chris's thunder. We, we all know that the, de the dead it. yeti is a we hill giant. It. Yeah, but why can't it be both a ghost because and a yeti? Because you're pushing Why the can't boundaries? it be a ghost yeti? All right, I'll I like you... ghost yetis. Right, Thank fine. you, Peyton. Finally, family. Yeti, whatever. I'm still with Chris about just fucking ice giants or whatever. Well, fine. He didn't say ice giant. He said I hill added giant. ice giant. Let me add my thing. Oh, so you're just trying to put oh, your so stamp you're on Chris's fucking up. shit. Yeah, wow. I'm riding Chris's coattails. I've been doing that for fucking 17 goddamn years. And trying to Let reject me. Let me do it. Oh, no. Hurtful. I've been accepting you, trying to get you onto Chris's coattails with me, but you I won't join. I was riding the fucking ice hill mountain giant fucking train since yeah. we had a day of friendship. A day. Remember that day. No, remember that we day. enjoyed it all. Remember, remember that day you didn't invite me remember, to? Okay, first of all, you, you were, were invited. No, I wasn't. No, you were totally invited. That I call Pasha shenanigans. Yeah. And Robert, remember the laughter. 
and the singing pirates. I do remember. Exactly. I remember all of it. It was delightful. Let's Chris and I don't. Well, Chris is hammered and playing I, in a rock band. I, huh? I chose to work. And Good for you. Yeah, Chris, make money. Chris works, makes money, gets hammered and plays in rock bands. Yeah. Yeah. Want to get me a job? You want you want to do that? Yeah. You want to okay. get hammered and play in rock bands? Yeah. I mean, I actually. I mean, who, who does? Yeah, really, really. Yeah, really. Chris you has that question. Chris has the fucking deal. It's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. All right, closing it out. Peyton, our very special guest. Please, what do you think about this? Uh, I really wanted it to be birds. We know. Footless yeah. birds. But robotic like, birds. Well, no, birds have feet. Okay, well, they do have feet, but they don't like walk. Not really. They don't. They, they don't even them. need them. They birds don't walk when they have to. All right. Logically, uh, probably not birds. All right. Logically speaking, yes, not birds. Hill giant? Uh, it, <gasps> it makes sense because, okay. you know, far away, no footprints. The big snowball impact of the car. Melting. There you go. Government. Probably watched it happen. Oh, but what if it was a government-sponsored? Were, were they uh, government-sponsored Yeti? Were, were they trying to government-sponsored Yeti? Were they trying to weaponize the hill giant? Probably. You don't have to weaponize it. You oh, just yeah. gotta get no. near. It, it's a weapon. No, if you, dude, it's like Mel Gibson. That's not true. It's a living oh, weapon. Oh goddamn it! But you still want it. You have to aim the weapon at your enemy. The hill giant was throwing fucking nightmare fucking ice balls at their own people. True. You got to put the hill giants on the border. No, you're right. Because a hill giant is clearly a wild card. So clearly. I'd like to think that yeah, the Soviet true. government was weaponizing a dead Yeti wraith, also known as a hill giant. Okay. Chris Carnicelli trademark pending. All right. And um, and these poor kids were just collateral damage. Okay. All right, Peyton, are you along the same lines, or do you have anything else to add to the theory? Uh, what do you got? Bring it. Come on. Also birds. Voice of a generation. Obviously Come on, it do wasn't, it. It wasn't the bird. It wasn't the killer trees. I don't no. know what else I can give you. Everything gets shot down. I wonder by who. Hmm, Uncle Rob. Wow, perhaps. seriously? Who? I was not shooting you down. Who was shooting you down? Who? Mark Storrs was shooting you down. Okay, I was not so shooting. Look, I was not <laughs> shooting. You were going to wear his face once. Yeah. And now look. Now look, look who betrayed you. You turned on me. You turned on me. No, I didn't. Rob did. Wow. I'm sorry. Uncle Rob did. I guess this is why we can't be a foursome. <laughs> yeah. Things get treacherous. <laughs> they do. They do. I just want to say this, though, as a postscript. Uh, as of, and this was released by CNN, uh, Monday, February 4th, 2019, Russia reopens investigation into 60-year-old Diablo. Oh, shit. So that's getting reopened. Do you guys so, want to join the investigation? Um, I'm busy. Oh. I, got, yeah. I have a kid. Oh, you have kids? Yeah, and a job. In like a podcast and things I have to do. All right, well, I'm going to be going to Russia and joining. Oh, good. So. You better talk her out of this one. I think it already happened. Yeah. The results yeah. were, I don't know, Peyton, you want to Google it quick? <laughs> Jesus Christ, we cannot, We have no time to Google results. Uh, thank you so very much for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. Thank you so very much for a very special guest, Peyton. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you favorite so much. niece in the whole world. Only niece, but right. yes, yeah, favorite niece. Oh, second high five of the pod. Woo! Woo. Um, <laughs> so as always, the social medias, the Instas, the Twitters, and the Facebooks. Check us out there. Not TikTok yet. Not TikTok. Peyton was trying to explain it was TikTok, but we don't understand dancing or We're rhythm. old and slow. Yeah, yeah. no, it's... Yeah. 
It's a different maybe. thing. You're not really missing much. You know, you know what, listeners? If you want to see us on TikTok, let us know. Maybe we'll get a TikTok. I don't know. No. I mean, that's it's all even, on it's you. It's confusing okay. for me. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, Patreon. You can contribute to our Patreon if you would like to. Uh, as mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Robert and I attended the Mysticon in 2019. Sure at the Finger Lakes Mall. Had a phenomenal fucking time. And we also got a bunch of interviews. Well, three interviews. Technically two, maybe. Um, but hey, those episodes... They, we had a great time interviewing those folks. Oh, absolutely. And they They're were going awesome. to be on the Patreon. Yeah. So check those out. It is $1. And, 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 and uh, a little sneak preview, we're actually talking to people that are in the more paranormal side and active ghost yes, hunters. Yes, we're talking about ghosts. So yes. uh, and there might be some, the brains of folks that are into a part of the paranormal that is not necessarily our forte. We're talking about ghosts, but there also may be a touch of aliens in there. Oh, a little smidge. A little smidge of aliens. A little hint. A little sniff of aliens. Mm. So be sure to check that out again. That is $1 will get you a shout out and $5 will get you a shout out and some monthly bonus audio. T Public. Hellerspace.com. We got merch for sale. We sure do. There's a whole shitload of holiday sales going on. It's the Christmas season. We've been putting them up on the Instas. Mm -hmm. Check that out there. Grandma Um, needs a Hellerspace shirt. Yesterday, your grandmother needs every fucking Heller space you're ever fucking made True because yeah. grandmas fucking love that shit. So check that out. Uh, thank you all so very much for joining us, and we'll talking to you soon. Bye, Toby. Thank you, Peyton. Could hey, be. Thank you very much. Birds. Birds. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Also, two real quick listeners, send us your theories for the uh, De- Delatov Delatov uh, past Plus. incident. Yep. Yes, let us know say, what you say, think. We like to get all the uh, the feedback from our listeners. So there you have it. Thank you so very much, and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hill giant. I like Chris's hill giant. I know. It was Chris great. always brings oh, it together nice. at the he end. Does, I know. Hill He's giants. the glue. Where's fucking oh, babbling? Then Chris just yeah, like clearly. What we do is we fucking lay out the fucking manure, and we know Chris is going to plant a beautiful seed. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He's going to plant corn in our shit. Such a pretty corn seed. In shit. Corn in our yeah. shit. Chris is the corn in our shit. <laughs> no, he plants so the corn in our shit. Man, I wow. put the corn in your shit. Yeah, you plant it to grow. Sometimes when you eat the corn, it's just there. Oh, man, I want to talk about yeah. it. I've been rebuilding. Yeah, Dude, I spent all week rebuilding fucking gear reducers. My hands hurt. Okay, wow. my fucking Listen, hands. Listen, he collapsed three times on yeah. Saturday. I did. Oh, it's, I did. it's been a tough week for your hands, it buddy. It has. They hurt. Thank you for talking to you. Let's soon. Get some lotion on them. Goodbye. <laughs>